Welcome back and thank you for joining us on Nerds from the Crypt, where we review your favorite horror films and interview independent horror creators. I'm your host, Saul, and my co-host, Greg and David. Today we do have a, actually a special guest who has agreed to come into the crypt to talk us up, talk to us about the uh, the movie tonight, which Krampus. Um, she's the lead researcher for the Astonishing Legends podcast. Tess Fifel, how are you doing today, Tess? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I'm glad you're you're able to join us. Definitely, it's a uh, it's a nice spooky night for it here in DC. Oh yeah, that uh, I want to ask you, how's the weather out there? It's okay for now, but it was so cold this morning that I got home and I watched Krampus right away, even though I watched it last weekend. <laughs> um, I, actually, our uh, other co-host, Shell, she's in Virginia, and they got like 18 inches of snow, minimum, I think. Whoa. And um, Whoa. she was actually like, I can't make it tonight. My internet's a little spotty because of all the, uh, all the, the storm, storm, I guess. Yeah. We didn't get that, but uh, I wish because then I'd have off work tomorrow. I think Krampus is getting there or something. <laughs> He's nah. come. Make some <laughs> so, snowman in my yard. Oh yeah, I I don't know if you seen. Have you seen that meme? I think it might have been on the on the Astonishing Legends podcast uh, group where it says like insert bo- fake bones in your snowman. So when it yes. melts, the kids will be like, what the? <laughs> "That is that is such a good idea." <laughs> so funny. Uh, so Tess, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got into horror? Sure. So I actually got into horror because my parents said, don't ever watch a horror movie, which is the worst thing you can say to a child because (laughs) they're going to immediately go and try to find a horror movie. I'd already kind of been interested in like folklore and had looked into like mythology and stuff. And my parents were wary of what I get into, Uh, but I cracked their code on their Comcast, the parental lock. (laughs) And I typed in scary movie and Halloween was the first one to pop up. And then I watched all three Halloweens. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, uh, I think I started off. uh, Well, I think every single one of us started off loving Stephen King. Yeah. And then um, we that just gradually just ended up like getting to the point where we were just watching a bunch of horror. And (laughs) I think all of us as well, um, our mothers loved horror. (laughs) Yeah. And that kind of just led to us liking horror. My That's mom actually so cool. hated horror. She was like very anti. So it was my cool cousin who makes comic books and showed us uh, Friday the 13th. Very cool. There you go. His cousin uh, is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, the test is uh, the lead researcher for the Astonishing uh, Legends podcast. So uh, what can you tell us uh, about uh, the Astonishing Legends? Um, so I started with them three and a half years ago when I was a college kid and decided that I could work for free for one more year. Um and I just emailed them and I said, hey, I want to work for you. Here's my resume. Here are 15 reasons why you should hire me. And then they didn't get back <laughs> to me for two months. And then they said, OK, we'll test you out. Well, you know, we'll, you know um, we'll let you talk about the authorship question, which is a Shakespeare thing uh, for Oak Island. And then I did that. They featured it on the show. I didn't hear back from them for two weeks. And then they sent me this crazy long legal document. Uh, and ever since, it's been a, it's been a creepy bliss. And you guys, you 
all need to go check out Astonishing Legend podcast. Uh, well, just called the Astonishing Legends. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I keep calling, I keep adding podcasts at the end. But um, I will leave a, a link in the in description so that you guys can head out there. A lot of great episodes. Uh, my very first episode was the what is it called uh, the Pearl of uh, Siberia. Siberia. I, I I don't know. I always mix it up with um, what do they call it? Serbia. I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different pearl. Yeah, it's a different problem. <laughs> but that was my very first episode that, that I I heard. And as soon as the intro music came on, I was like, I was hooked. Aww. So, uh, yeah. So if you guys uh, head out there, I'm pretty sure you're, you're going to love it. Uh, I did share with, with uh, David and Greg uh, the episode that just came out. Uh, yes. Came out with um, Joe Bob. Uh, uh, Briggs. Yeah. Briggs. I, I, I had a mental fart there. Um, <laughs> but yeah. It's, you guys, check it out. Make sure to check it out. Thank you. Um, so, Tess, what, what is your favorite episode of uh, Astonishing Legends? Oh, Dyatlov Pass. Hands down. Oh, yeah. Nah. That, that one is... Um, that's, that's some creepy stuff there. <laughs> yeah, that was the first one I did. So maybe I'm a little biased, but um, I've been looking into it ever since, and I have yet to find something that satisfies every weird thing that happened. And I think that's why it's, it has such staying power with so many people. I feel like everybody's favorite episode is the first episode, the one that got them hooked. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I, I, there is actually a movie called The Pass or something, like that, or Devil's Pass, something like that. Yes. I have not seen it, but I'm, it's on my list. Mm. I think it's on Netflix. Oh, really? Awesome. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll have you back for that one, too. Ooh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like I said, we're going to be looking into um, to Krampus, but before we actually go into the movie, I want to go ahead and, and just and talk about the the actual folklore uh, of Krampus. And um, David is kind of like our, our, our research guy here. Um, so, David, do you want to start off or do you have anything Tess, that you want to tell us about that you know of? Oh, I want to hear David. I want to hear your the Crips test. <laughs> oh, well, now we're talking. Okay. Um, yeah, I was doing some research, and uh, Krampus roots, to my knowledge, has nothing to do with Christmas. Um, it dates back to like paganism, pre-Germanic, and the word Krampen translates to claw. Um, and Krampus is um, in North mythology the son of the Norse god in the underworld hell, or the son of the Norse god hell, H-E-L. Um, which makes Loki his grandfather. Um, and also something interesting I found was that um, the Catholic Church, surprise, has tried to banish like, <laughs> Krampus celebration um, with it resembling the devil, obviously, to uh, no succession, though. I think, in, I think in Europe it's a lot harder to do that. I'm not, sh I'm not sure. Um, then it is. It's, I think it's easier to do that here in the United States and oh, yeah. America than it is out there in Europe. Where I mean, this is where it started, so I'm, I'm guessing it's not going to go anywhere. And well, I mean, my introduction Europe. to Krampus um, is in the office when Dwight dresses up as Belshazzar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so when Saul was talking about it, I was like, "Oh, you mean uh, Dwight when he uh, hits everybody with a stick?" Yeah, I'm aware. Of <laughs> I know that. Do you know where I heard it from? It was American Dad. And uh, they had an episode where uh, I don't know if you guys watch American Dead or not, but mm -hmm. I used to watch mm -hmm. it all the time. Uh, Steve, the son, was acting like a brat, and uh, um, 
Stan takes him to see his grandfather in jail, and he's like, "You're lucky you're you weren't you're you weren't spoiled like me when I was a kid, because back then we had to deal with Krampus." <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, it ends up being that he actually captured Krampus in a big old pot, and uh, Stan, being the idiot he is, releases him, and he right away takes um, the uh, Steve and. They get to they get, they go into a, this this big old big old it's actually a musical um, episode. It's really good. I'm not gonna spoil it because there's actually a little bit of a twist at the end, and it is very entertaining. I I first thought it was actually just something that they were making up. I had never heard of Krampus, but then later on I heard it again. I'm like, what the heck is this actual thing? Uh, but yeah, I think Krampus is misunderstood. I feel bad for him. And something- you should watch the American Dead episode. <laughs> Uh, and with the legends, it'll be interesting. Kind of get the ball rolling here with you, Tess, about its relation to uh, the character Black Pete, and kind of uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, what comes along with that connotation and name and traditions that come under that uh, moniker for Krampus. Yeah, um, do you know? Do you know Black Pete, Tess? I don't. Wait, is that from? Uh-oh. I just went to Amsterdam. Yes. I think, yes. Is he? Yeah. So I saw. I was there in November, in like November eighteenth, and um, we saw a couple startling cakes with his face on it. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, "You guys are gonna eat those?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but I'm more familiar with Krampus than the other ones because I know there's Belschnickel and then. Black Pete, but then I don't know. I'm more familiar with Krampus because of his relation with St. Nicholas, because basically St. Nicholas is too afraid to tell children they're bad, and he only wants to give them clementines, and so he sends Krampus out to go punish all the kids, so he's just doing his job. Yeah, he's a hardworking guy. Exactly. Kind of of other of other um, stuff I've heard. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> it's um, like yin and yang. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, um, Actually, I heard about Black Pete from my original co-host, um, who used to live in the Netherlands, and he would tell he we would start start talking about Krampus, and he's like, "Oh, you should look up Black Pete," and then he would laugh, and he's like, "It's so racist." <laughs> it's uh, really bad. It's really the thing, bad. The thing is, with Black Pete, people do blackface, mm-hmm. paint their yeah. lips red, and they I think they get like an Afro kind of hair hair do. Yep. And big gold earrings. And big gold earrings. Mm-hmm. And then they're kind of like, the only other way I can describe it is that they're like the original Oompa Loompas. But to <laughs> yeah. But it's I don't the whitest people in the world. It's yes. exactly. people from the Netherlands doing it. Yes. Um, and I don't know if you know about the original Willy Wonka. They weren't Oompa Loompas. They were um, pygmies. Um, oh. So they had to change it because of... Um, Changing issues. times, uh, well, yeah, issues and changing times. <laughs> so they changed it to Columbus, which I believe right now in in uh, the Netherlands, there's people who are trying to change it to. And I believe a couple of years ago, I saw that there were going to be multicolored um, black peats, mm. like, uh, blue peat or something like that. I'm not sure exactly going to change the name or not, but yeah. Um, and I, I guess the the justification is that he's not actually um, black, but he goes down the chimney first, so he gets like all dirty from the soot. Did it? Yes. Yeah. I don't know how if that actually holds water or not. <laughs> all right. Um, anything else, David? Uh, that's all I have on my end. I think it's the Black Pete is known as Zwart Pete. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Um, but it was originally published by a school teacher in like a collection of short stories in the Netherlands. Um, 
but people look very excited to dress in blackface, which is very uh, unsettling. Um, the thing is that I don't. He's also have... a companion to Saint Nicholas, right? Like he's yes. uh, mm-hmm. basically their version of Krampus, but um, in not the greatest light. Yeah. The thing with that is that some people in the Netherlands don't see it as racist because they're not doing it to be racist. But I guess the sensitivities right now that you you should probably change it. <laughs> yeah. Probably. 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 Yeah. All right. So, um, Tess, do you have anything else you need to add? Um, so just something that I found interesting that ties with the movie is when I learned about Krampus, um, I thought he just hit kids with sticks, which is bad enough. <laughs> but if you're really bad, apparently, and he doesn't want to drag you to hell, but he doesn't hitting you with sticks is not punishment enough. He'll put you in his sack and then throw the sack in a river. Oh. And then you get out or you don't. Good luck. Again, just doing his job. <laughs> in the job description. Yeah. Yeah. I can I can get the, I can get behind the sticks and I can get behind being locked in hell for one year because it's a year you're seven you're not gonna who remembers being seven <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> all right so let's go ahead and jump to the movie um, like I had said we're gonna be looking at 2015's Krampus directed by Michael Doherty Doherty how do you say that um, anyways <laughs> and, and as far as Adam Scott Tony Collette and David Ketch I think it's called Ketchner's last name um, which. I mean, just that cast, those, just those three. I think I, I hooked me up as soon as hooked me uh, as soon as I saw them in the movie. And the film was originally released on November twenty fifth. Was supposed to be released on November twenty fifth, but was pushed back to December fourth to coincide with. Um, one of you might be able to say this better than I am. Crump, push night, something like mm-hmm. that. Crump night, the traditional Aus- Austrian festival held on December fifth that celebrates the Krampus coming to punish the naughty children. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so with that being said, let's go ahead and um, talk about the movie real quick. And before we actually get into the movie, I want to talk about the characters because we get um we get a good amount of, of main characters uh, as well as extended family. Um, so we have oh, Tom, yeah. Sarah, Max, Omi, and Beth, which is the main family, and then we have the extended family: Uncle Howard, Aunt Linda, Stevie, Jordan, Howie Jr., Aunt Dorothy, and the dog, which I believe is named Rose, something like that. Um, what do you guys think about the family and, and how they play into this movie? I'll let Tesco. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I really liked the family because if you didn't know this was a horror movie, you might just think it's like kind of a weird Christmas movie. Like it, the beginning kind of reminds me of Home Alone, like when <laughs> Howie Jr. just turns exactly, and burps yeah. in Beth's face. I was like, oh, okay, I see where you're coming from. Um, so it's a good movie to trick people into watching horror. Mm-hmm. Because for the no one dies for the first twenty five minutes. Yeah, and then the first one that dies are like, what the? <laughs> yeah, and we don't know Beth died. She just kind of screams and goes underground. So who knows? Yeah, that's that's what I have. That's what I put in my notes. Uh, <laughs> we left. My, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> but my, my family hated me <laughs> because they, <laughs> that for the first twenty five minutes. You're right. It's like it just seems like a normal Christmas movie. My wife was like. This is not what I thought. Mm. <laughs> My Before mom was like, oh, oh, like up until the point, she's like, oh, this is like, uh, you know, kind of like family vacation. Uh, it's like, uh, exactly. and, then all of a sudden, and then, and then that happens. She's like, no, no, she does not like these movies. No. <laughs> My mom was like, oh, now it's getting interesting. All right. This is good. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Popcorn. She liked the purge. So that's why. Right? Yeah, more popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> no, what my notes was uh, this is like Home Alone on crack. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like they're over exaggerated, and I think the I think the family falls into some like some um, archetypes kind of of character, you know. Um, but they play them so well, and I I feel like the actors and actresses did so well to yeah. make us not like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the ones that we are supposed to like, I I feel like we do like them. I I really enjoyed this this movie. I uh, it was so far um well so different from what I thought I was gonna get, and I'm glad that I actually took the time to watch it. Yeah, uh, just like go along with what we're saying. Um, the beginning is probably like my favorite part. It like grounds the whole movie because I think mm-hmm. it wouldn't have played as well, right? Like, um, uh. David Ketchner's character is totally um, Chevy Chase's brother from Christmas Vacation. Yes. Right? Like, mm-hmm. You hate him as soon as he walks to the door. And I think even if you haven't seen some of those Christmas movies, like we all have been at this Christmas party where nobody <laughs> likes somebody there. Um, you have no idea what grandma's saying, like all these factors playing in. Um, they just, and like the madness of the Christmas scene at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that just totally sets the tone for a total 360 um, when like the sister leaves. And um, that was like probably the scariest part to me um, is when she's underneath that car and you don't quite see Krampus yet, but you hear his footsteps. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's not uh, just, let's talk about the movie. We're just, I guess we can just go through it in, in order um, and just break it up in the middle, you know, first middle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like David said, the way that the the beginning of the of the movie starts off with Bing Crosby's is beginning to look a lot like Christmas, uh, <laughs> in slow motion. And I think this um, subverts your your view of how people should be acting during Christmas. Uh, but I feel like it actually tend to people actually tend to act that way, like in uh, yeah. Black Friday and all. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot less shocking to see that nowadays than it was like when uh, what is it Dawn of the Dead uh, came out. The intro finishes up with Tom and Sarah, which is played uh, by Adam Scott and Tony Collette, rushing in to stop a fight that their son Max is in while Beth, their daughter, is recording it. Um, <laughs> crazy little things you see during that intro is you see, like, I believe you see, like, someone getting stunned with a stun, um, with a stun mm-hmm. gun. Yeah. Uh, people fighting, people getting trampled. Um, it, it's just, it's weird to say it's really um, normal cool intro. Later on, we figured out that Max is fighting because he was told that um, he was trying to actually stop a bigger kid from from telling others that Christmas is just a marketing ploy. Um, Something like, how old old is this kid? Like 12. 12, maybe? Yeah, Yeah, middle school. Yeah, I'm pretty sure other kids already know it's a marketing ploy. Um, (laughs) But anyways, um, we get that the family is not really united. It's not the normal family you would see on a Christmas movie. It's it's not... um, it's it's like we said it, it it's a dysfunctional family the dad's always working the mom's uh, kind of always um uh, upset with somebody the daughters <laughs> fighting fighting with with um, the mom or fighting with the dad and then the brother and sister of course are fighting with each other uh and that's just like i said we said the first what five ten minutes and we're already getting to know these people mm-hmm. um you guys want to add something yeah isn't the ironic part there that like we're saying it's not the traditional christmas movie family but I would like argue that it's like American a typical American family, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Why we buy into it so much? Yeah, because I feel like everyone has that 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 uh, one person that comes to to Christmas or to Thanksgiving like that, and you're like, oh, we have to put up with that person. <laughs> 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 uh, 
we won't tell him in, in rank, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Talk oh yeah. About me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So we get we start getting to the to some more building here with Max talking to Omi, which Omi is uh, German, I believe, uh, for mm-hmm. for Grandma or Granny. Mm-hmm. And he acts as acts. <laughs> Ask her um, if um, if she believes in in um, in Santa, and she said replies naturally, and then starts saying that to believe in him is to believe in the true spirit of the holiday, the spirit of giving and sacrifice, which actually comes back to to um, comes back around later on in the movie. Let's talk about the arrival of the extended family. Well, but like you know, you said as soon as we meet them, we don't like them, but it's before we even see them. Um, <laughs> when Tom is sitting, you know, in his office, like finally having a drink and then his walls start shaking because the Hummer's coming. <laughs> and so it's almost like, you know, in horror movies, we're used to hearing those stinger chords instead of a stinger chord. It's like an asshole chord. Like, you know, that, <laughs> right. you know, that something's going to happen and no one's going to like it. And, it, and and there's nothing telling us that. It's kind of this shared human experience. And I think yeah. that's a really cool play. So I think you see the the, the look in every person's um, face when you just they talk about them. And you kind of like, I know someone that I feel like. <laughs> I, I probably make that face when they're gun, about to come to visit. Yeah. And again, like, it's, like in Christmas Vacation, you talk about like the asshole court. It's like when uh, his brother's huge like uh, RV rolls up. Um, and he has to like plug it into the sump pump. It's like you just are so upset that it's just rolling in. You hear the tire treads, not happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, we have the surprise um, that Sarah's sister Linda brought was um, Aunt Dorothy, which I, I think mm. she, she had some of the funniest lines in, in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I was so excited when I saw her because I know her as like the nanny from Two and a Half Men, and she's uh-huh. like, the same amount of sass. Is in <laughs> I feel like she. I don't. I, I don't remember a lot of movies that she came out of, but I feel like anytime I've seen her, um, and in shows, I feel like she's the same kind of character. Yeah, she's always got that. That just as it is. Boom, boom, boom. So yeah. So every, we get this family coming in. They forget the baby in the car. Um, had to go get up. Had to go get the baby. But we see right away the attitude that the kids have with with the family. The cousins have the, with the family. We have uh, Howie Jr. who doesn't really talk to anybody. Kind of just like uh, I think Tess said, just burps in people's faces <laughs> and um, just, you know, just there. Uh, we have uh, Stevie and Jordan who are, um, I believe they're, they're twins. They look pretty much the same age, but they're, they're what, fraternal twins, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I, might, I could be wrong, um, but they they seem to be bullying Max um, to the point where that when they're at the family dinner, they read his letter to Santa out loud um, to make fun of him. And, and no one uh, stops them. That's no. what I was going to say. What, what the heck? <laughs> they just let it happen. Yeah. Well, I think Tom, uh, Adam Scott's character says, like, tells him, like, kind of like settle down. And then um, Howie is like. Oh, they're not. They don't mean anything by it. They're just playing around. <laughs> well, like the dad Howard's trying to play into the American stereotypical American dad with these two twin daughters, but he like wants them to be these tomboys and huge athletes. Which comes, which actually appears in the letter. <laughs> right. Max was asking Santa for um, not only to help 
um, his aunt and uncle so that they won't struggle. But he also, I think he was asking for Jordan and Stevie that their parents or that their dad wouldn't. Um, what what did he say? Oh, I think the girl saying goes, screw you. He, he doesn't wish we were boys or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he hit, he wrote something about that because he did. And in the end of the day, he loves his family. And even though he can't stand these people, he still loves them and still wants them to be like, you know, uh, he, he wants them to have a better life than what they are living. And what he sees that they're living. Mm-hmm. And I think you see that, you know, if you want to get like English majory with his name, his name's Max Angle, which sounds like Maximum Angel, like the most angelic person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's our final girl, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought about that way. <laughs> so later on, um, after that, Max runs away crying and Tom goes up to kind of console him. He tells her, you know what, you can still send your letter to Santa, which he almost does, but decides to tear it up and kind of, uh, does he curse something or does he say something while he's throwing it out? Mm-hmm. Because this is what causes the curse to, to, to come up upon them to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, we see this big old so- snowstorm coming across. It gets really bad really quick. Yeah, so the we have powers going out the next morning, the 23rd. Max starts to see snowmen, which I believe uh, Tess actually just shared something about them on Twitter, right? Yes. So they're like, but basically there are these snowmen that kind of there's, okay. So long story short, Victorian people were really weird. (laughs) um, And they sent really weird Christmas cards. And so one of these Christmas cards looks like a benevolent giant snowman. And it just says happy holidays. (laughs) <laughs> that's it and so my tweet was um looking for a new cryptid cryptid to dive into what about snow golem and he's ah. just holding his little holly leaves and you know what i um i just recently got into doctor who and mm. they have these um snowman episodes and i've noticed that a lot of these episodes where they talk about like like in this case like the the snow the snowman that comes alive or whatever they they kind of try to say yeah, it did happen, but it's because of aliens, or, like, <laughs> vampires, vampires, and, and another another episode. They were like, it was an alien that was just inside this person or acting naturally. Like person, always ends up being like aliens. <laughs> so um, the next morning, like I said, Max looks out and sees snowman, a snowman outside the house, which was not there the day before. It looks pretty big. Then we get DHL, which I'm pretty sure they got paid um, to include their logo. <laughs> oh, they got paid. <laughs> the guys in brown, a.k.a. UPS. Yeah. <laughs> they de- well, they're delivering a fruit basket, but UPS got blamed with delivering San- uh, Krampus's um, toy bag, uh, which comes to play later on again. Return to sender. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, uh, then this, this is the, the point where it starts to go to crap. Uh, for everybody, right? Because Beth leaves the house because she's uh, wants to get in contact with her boyfriend, who is a big stoner. Um, and she leaves the house. She talks the parents into the house. I don't know about you all, but um, I don't feel like my parents would have let me go out. No. I don't feel- Adam Scott and and um, and um, Tony Collette. Yeah, Tony Collette's um, characters decided that they they were okay with her just leaving as long as she came back pretty quick, which um, she doesn't come back ever. Uh, which is uh, David's, uh, what David was talking about, how creepy it is. Um, she's walking now and she sees Krampus jumping around from roof to roof. Um, which, to, to point out, we don't see a lot of Krampus till the very end. Right. And like, 
in my opinion, and this is like how I feel about like monsters and scary movies, is I like it. Like I was hoping that we didn't see Krampus until like later, because as soon as I see the monster, I'm like, oh, well, like I'm not that scared anymore. Like that definitely like, built the suspense by her being like, mm-hmm. oh, where is it? Where is it? Is it where is it? You know. Mm-hmm. I was about to go on a tangent, but I'll I'll talk to you guys later about the, what I was what another movie that I saw that kind of messed it up. Um, so yeah, so uh, David said it was, he, it was what happens is that she finds the, the DHL driver uh, frozen um, to death. She hides underneath the, the van with Krampus kind of stalking her. He leaves, but he leaves a present, which is um, a jack in the box. Um, and we don't really see what happens to her, right? She kind of just it just screams, or does, she, does, does it show her actually going into the snow? We hear her scream when well, we hear her scream then, but then we hear her scream again when uh, her dad and uncle Howard are looking for her at the boyfriend's house. Oh, that's true. Well, I don't know if that's her or if that's just the. Krampus is um, just someone screaming in the distance. That's even worse. No, well, because remember like later on from hell, like I feel like it was her like calling out to her dad. Oh, just screaming. Well, it might be, it might be because or Krampus's bag. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So then that would be a tell that Krampus was like watching them. And right. like, and kind of what we were saying is not seeing Krampus, but having kind of the omnipresence of his power makes mm-hmm. him scarier oh definitely yes yes and it definitely plays off of um when we talk about like christmas storytelling seeing krampus um the shadow of him jump from roof to roof like mm-hmm. immediately think of santa claus jumping from roof to roof right and so it's kind of like yes. that hopeful spirit but definitely in a dark twisted way yeah like you don't want him to like come down your chimney you're like keep going keep going keep going <laughs> Well, not only because he's going to kill you, but even if he doesn't kill you, he's going to destroy your home going down that <laughs> chimney. <laughs> so um, after not seeing that Beth sh- doesn't show up, Tom um, and Uncle Howard go after her. And we said they hear her screaming. Uh, they Do they get attacked at the house at that, at that point? No. no they I- get attacked. Sorry, they don't get attacked, but they see more like foreshadowing of like his powers. Like the house so, is destroyed. It looks like there was like a fire extinguisher in it, mm-hmm. but it, I guess it's supposed to be snow. And everything's yeah. like torn off, and there's like a cracked family photo. Which I'm guessing Krampus went down their chimney already. Yeah. Yeah. Because that that wall was busted out there. Oh um, yeah, he does not have the slimming power of Santa. <laughs> no, he does not. Yeah, he doesn't. He does not have uh, Tim Allen's uh, ability to slim down um, oh, God, as he goes down the chimney. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> We actually just watched that not too long ago. I had a crush on him when I was little. I was like, man, mom, he is so handsome. My mom was like, you're eight. Can you stop and get better taste in men? And I was like, okay. But he's Whoa. Santa. What was that? Oh, was I was, he, oh, sorry. I always think of his like tool time voice when he's like, Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have not seen that. I've only seen the Santa Claus. That's the only, that's the only Tim Allen work. And Christmas with the Cranks. And Woody. Oh yeah. And Woody, Woody, yeah. No, he's um he's um 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 Or no he's Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. I did not watch a lot of Disney movies when I was little because I was uh. afraid of cartoons. Oh <laughs> Wait. horror's fine, but cartoons horror's, are scary. Horror's fine. Cartoons are scary. That okay. <laughs> well, because I had like a child's understanding of how 
film works because my uh-huh. dad had a video camera and he was like look i'll put you on tv and so i thought cartoon characters were like diseased people oh no <laughs> i was like how did they get like that over over overactive imagination that's yeah, so, so it's like that's canceled. Disney's canceled. <laughs> Where is Jamie Lee Curtis running from someone who is going at a brisk pace at best? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so Tom and Howard um, head back to the house, um, screaming. Howard seems to be in the panicking, kind of scaring everybody. And Tom tells him, "Like, shut up, <laughs> settle down." <laughs> Which he kind of gets the the deal. And then Max actually tells his dad that Omi has been acting very different since the storm started. Which Tom says she is always like that since Christmas, around Christmas, uh, for as long as he can remember. But she never talks about it. With the, I think the next funny part that Howard does is that he tells everybody we should we, we should have someone stay up all night to keep guard. And he, idea. yeah, he well he nominates himself to be the one that stays up first, and he falls asleep almost right away. Which Omi actually had said we need to make sure that we keep that fire hot. And big. Oh, yeah, that's when they came back and his leg was all mangled. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He yeah. he they didn't get attacked actually by an actual monster, but uh he felt he goes into the snow, so someone's something's about to pull him in when Tom takes out Linda's gun, his his um the woman gun that he has, which is pretty <laughs> heavy, <laughs> and, and is able to shoot into the snow and, and uh, save Howard. Um so uh, it looks like Howard is starting to warm up to Tom, even though they're not Tom is not what Howard would think of as a, as a manly man, but he was able to save him. So I think they're starting, starting to get to each other's level now. And Aunt Dorothy has her best line when they get back. And she says, come on, I'm going to teach you how to make peppermint schnapps, which you're going to teach them how to make grain alcohol. What are you going to do? How do you make peppermint schnapps? It's already a drink. But not only that, she gives it to the little kid. And to Howie, who's like the last one of them that needs alcohol. <laughs> Give yeah. it to like the rowdy girls. Like Howie's fine. Which I think yeah. is also such a funny part about Christmas traditions. And maybe this is my family, but I've definitely had that where like the weird cousins like, all right, we're going to make this drink now. Like this family outing is too crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone needs to cuddle, settle, settle down. Or someone's <laughs> like, make me a martini. And you're like, I'm seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all, that's all what I was. I was the beer fetcher. Yes. I yeah. feel like I'm being singled out here. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have any of that? No, no he's no. the weird cousin. <laughs> the weird cousin oh. with the grain alcohol. <laughs> oh, you're but the like, one that was getting that one. How are you going to teach someone to make peppermint schnapps? Because I like peppermint schnapps, which I know is gross, but I don't know how to make them. It just buy them at the store. Yeah, right. I can't take that anymore. I took too much of that one year. And... <laughs> That's just another uh, trains and plates podcast. <laughs> trains and plates, trains, plates, and peppermint schnapps. No, it's um, trains, plates, and oh, peppermint plates. schnapps. Yeah, well, we'll probably talk about later on with Greg's obsession. But... <laughs> so yeah, um, Howard stays up. He but he falls asleep pretty quickly. Fire goes down. And this is when we start hearing the laughter in the walls. Um, Trouble. I feel like it's it's cutesy, but creepy. And um, we see, all of a sudden we see his hook just come down the chimney. And I, I can only say Krampus was fishing um, <laughs> because he, Howie Jr. wakes up, sees the, pep, the gingerbread uh, man wrapped in a, with a hook and he has no problem just picking it up and biting it. <laughs> He's fearless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah like i mean like i mean i don't i don't know uh what you all would do but i would definitely not take a bite out of something that's hooked up to a chain <laughs> yeah probably not <laughs> um but uh this is so how would you the second person to get taken away um although sarah just jump does jump into the chimp this fireplace um which i don't get how she didn't get burned but she mm-hmm. does jump into the fireplace to try to save him and she sees the the gingerbread man um which kind of lets her start believing that the story that we hear later on um christmas tree catches on fire as well um, I think at this point, this is where Omi decides. Is this the point where Omi decides to tell the story? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her like Kill Bill esque. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and what I loved is that they did this like a stop motion. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't have to, because they could have just recorded it as far as like, you know, with conventional way with, with uh, actors uh, or done it in the cartoon. But I feel like stop motion makes it feel more like Rudolph, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and she's more of a Christmas movie. <laughs> you, could, you could show, I mean, I don't have a child, but I feel like you could show a child that and be like, there's that's Krampus. You watched it. And then just shuffle them off so you can enjoy the rest of the kills. And then be like, <laughs> so don't be a little brat. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, she, so, I mean, at least she lives. Right. Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so Omi finally decides to tell her story that she has, she has told anyone for 50 years, I believe. Um, more than that. Uh, yeah. She was a little child, so she's got at least 60, 70 years. Um, when she was a child, a dark Christmas in Germany was happening. Omi, as a child, keeps her belief in Santa, but sees that the village has changed and lost the spirit of Christmas. Even her loving family is uh, has lost the spirit and no longer loving. When Omi finally gives in, she throws away her Santa into the fire and wishes that her family and village to go away. This causes the curse to come upon the, her village afterwards storm shows up and she, and she says, St. Nicholas is not coming this year. Instead, a much darker aging spirit. His name is Gramp- Grampus. I think as I say, right. He and his helpers did not come to give, but to take, he is the shadow of St. Nicholas. It was Grampus. Hmm. Um, yeah. And like you said, everyone's taken away except for Omi who is left with a little bell. As a, what is it uh, like a dark polar express right like <laughs> yes the bell believe and i just watched polar express last night did you so, yeah just last uh, night it was on um it was on amc which is funny because the whole point of polar express is when you hear the bell and then he ends up with the bell just like you know we'll hear about later in the end of Kramer's when he like ends up with the bell <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah so and she even says and goes i was left so that to what is it to so as a reminder that when hope and belief is forgotten that christmas spirit dies yeah that's pretty dark <laughs> yeah emphasis on dies <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so at this point howard doesn't believe it of course because he's that typical guy no matter what's going on around him that uh he's not going to believe anything that happens um uh, Tom and Sarah start talking. Sarah, I think at this point, Sarah's all on board as far as what's going on because she saw the gingerbread man. And um, in the in the living room, Linda is picking up a gift bag, which is Krampus's big gift bag. And she starts to go through the, uh, she finds the jack in the box, she hears it, but she is stopped by Sarah because they're, they're thinking about going for the snowplow. And while they do this, um, like I said, the, the 
bag, the gifts that were in the bag, some of them are upstairs already. They start to move and come to life. I believe they don't go for the snowplow at that point because they hear the twins upstairs screaming. Funny, funny point is this. Uh, Jordan and Stevie have to use the restroom upstairs because Aunt Dorothy clogged the one downstairs. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, it yeah. happens. It, it does happen. I know. I, I have time members <laughs> to do that. <laughs> uh, but uh, we hear we, we hear Beth's voice again coming from upstairs with the twins deciding to go upstairs to find them. As the last time we see Jordan, um, and as the adults go upstairs because they find they figure out that they're not there. I think they hear them screaming. They go upstairs and they they see Jordan's feet going into the Jack in the Box's mouth. Yikes. Um, which, yeah. The creatures in this movie, not only Krampus, but the minions that I, well, I guess I'll call them, um, look so awesome. Yeah. So good. Have. I love practical effects. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love more about it is that this is not CGI. I think there was some CGI where they had to go do CGI, mm-hmm. but the stuff that they were able to do practical effects with, they did practical. They were like demented versions of the toys from Misfit Island. Yeah, well, you, you never know. This might be the ki- the the toys that Santa picked up that day. Oh, <laughs> so crazy side note: I went down to Universal Studios a couple years ago for Christmas, and they had some of the um some of the effects there, like in oh, wow. in in the little Germantown area for Krampus, but during during Christmas, right? So it was it was pretty cool. Did you know that in the original Ru- Rudolph, uh, the toys did not get picked up? What? What yeah, happened? Santa, for- Santa forgot about them. Oh. And people wrote in to the to NBC telling them goes I don't like that Santa broke his promise or so they had to redo the the scene. that was the ending goodbye Christmas isn't saved good luck have fun <laughs> on the island sucks yeah. to be you yeah so they had to rewrite the 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 scenes um, and re uh, record I get or I'm not sure how you would call it stop, mo- stop motion but redo a scene <laughs> specifically for that so yeah. So letter writing sometimes just happen. I guess that's the the form of Twitter back in the days. Love a good letter writing campaign. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is the part when we start seeing we start we see the jacket in the box. We see the uh, the teddy bear. Uh, we see the 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 crazy angel that's up there. Oh, yeah. The angel part was really cool too because I mean I assume you guys have all seen Hereditary. Mm. I have not seen it yet. Oh no! Okay, I don't. I will, then I won't make my very cool comparison with Tony Collette and being about, strung up. Go ahead, and I'll 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 uh, take my headphones out. Okay, out. <laughs> definitely make comparison. No, go ahead, go ahead. Um, so like in Hereditary, when Tony Collette has all the neck stuff and is strung uh, up on the ceiling, and then yeah. to see her. So I haven't seen Krampus since I watched Hereditary. Mm-hmm. So to see that like parallel and how close it was. But like this is whimsical horror, and then that's like occult horror. It was so interesting. It's like all I could see. I was like, "When's her head gonna pop off?" <laughs> and then uh, for me, the angel was, I think, was the scariest of them all because not only did it have an ugly face to it, but it had like, it, it she flew. Was really ugly. Yeah, it was really ugly, but it can fly. <laughs> yeah, fly, flying um, things, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The robot. I was like, whatever. I could take him. Yeah, the robot was just like, um, just bat him away. And um, I mean, Adam Scott had trouble with them. Right, Tom had trouble with them. Yeah. But um, the, the teddy bear came out with sharp teeth. We have more gingerbread men. Mm-hmm. Um, what I loved is Tom's reaction to this stuff. It's like, oh come on, 
Uh, like, <laughs> just, like just random things he he'd say and like oh man what the heck um howard is attacked by ginger man and they laugh as they hurt him and, <laughs> so awesome. yeah which I, so I i wrote down there goes i wonder if they know gary Busey's character yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> right flashback flashback to high school um <laughs> so howard is able to blow up one the ginger vitamin and they start to scream in pain and, and, um, and, um, but then they turn to, to kill him, um, uh, with the candy cane, but dog eats the last gingerbread man and saves his life. Good dog. Good Rosie. Um, but also Ro- it was on fire. She was fine. Is she, what is she magical? Was, yeah, she, she was, was still on fire. fire. <laughs> or the, I don't know. I don't want to assign gender to the gingerbread person, but, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it was right. on fire, and she was cool. Not only was she, was the was it on fire, it had a really pointy um ca- uh, candy, candy cane, cane skewer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, she was able to have dogs. Do you all not have dogs? And have you never dropped something hot on the floor like a piece of pizza, and they just like devour it? Because like my dogs, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> my dog put off the floor. He won't do it. Really? He's too good for that? Yeah, my mom feeds him. I came home for the holidays, and my mom was feeding him off of a china plate. So he doesn't oh. eat <laughs> Fancy. What kind, my, of plate? what kind of plate? A, like a tea china plate that your grandmother would have, but you're not allowed to eat. Nice picture inside? Nice picture inside? No? Yeah, There's a Krampus picture on it. Oh. Ooh, that'd be cool. I want one. If, Tess, if you find one, you can tell. let Greg know, and he'll go buy it. <laughs> I bet there's like several on Etsy. I'm looking them up right now. That's how I got it. They have everything on there. I have a little tiny baby Cthulhu that's like crocheted. Uh, oh, oh, wow. He just lives on my chair. He hasn't like woken up yet, I guess. <laughs> He's in his slumber. Yeah, my mind isn't isn't mad yet. <laughs> you just need to start writing writing um what is it? Uh, poems about him. Exactly. Well, maybe he'll like come alive like the gingerbread man and like strangle his tiny stuffed arms. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, downstairs, the adults regroup and try to figure out what's going next. Um, and uh, Howard, I guess Howard decides to ask Linda, hey, what, what happened up there? You don't want to know. <laughs> Which Howard responds, honey, I just got my ass kicked by a bunch of Christmas cookies. Trust me. When I say I can take it, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the best lines. Yes. Well, uh, the the um, best line I believe in this movie comes next, when um, when all the monsters start coming down. The angel attacks Howard, um, and Dorothy kills it with uh, with the shotgun, and then uh, we hear the the Jack in the Box start to clap because the angels are um, are coming in, and then they take not only Linda's baby, they take Aunt Dorothy. But before she takes off, she's like, see you in hell. (laughs) I also love a horror movie that's not afraid to take a baby. Yes. The Hills Have Eyes. Halloween. Mm -hmm. Halloween. Uh, I like a baby. I like a gone. I don't like a dead baby, but I like a gone baby. A a gone baby. (laughs) Well, I guess I guess um, Halloween, it wasn't a baby. It wasn't just a kid. Um, Yeah. Well, they can't. I mean, he can't like his have a job, so. He he's, he's defenseless. He has no money. He's very small. Yeah. 
Howard gets taken away at this point too, leaving. Um, but before they leave, they hear a howling sound, and that's when Krampus um, is about to come down the chimney. And Rosie um, dies. Yeah, you know, we don't see her die, but um, we are just left to pretty much consider that she did die. A and dog and a baby up. in like 30 seconds. Which I feel like you can kill a baby for some reason in a movie, but you can't kill a dog. <laughs> It's true. People will freak out, man. You can't kill dogs. John Wick <laughs> will come and get you. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> We're left with Tom, Sarah, Omi, Max, and rescued Stevie at this point. All right. You know, because they rescued Stevie from the from the Jack in the Box. They decided they need to get to the snowplow, but Krampus or Rice landed on the roof, and they decide that they need to leave with Max and Stevie at that time. Krampus comes down the chimney, like I said it before, but he, before we actually see him full on, he steps on Santa's on a Santa ornament, mm. which kind of like, I feel like it's kind of like, I know it's done on purpose. I don't have the words to explain what I'm trying to say right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh-oh. But I, symbolism, I guess, uh, what I'm trying to say, that this is not Santa. This is the opposite of Santa. This, this is a big old hoof coming down. Krampus recognizes Omi, and he licks her face. Um, Cute. And then the <laughs> yeah, that's the European, back. right? Maybe it is a European. Maybe it that's is. how they that's how they greet each other, not yeah. with two kisses. That's all. That's an American <laughs> lie. Um, and the bag of toys opens and takes her in. So <gasps> Omi's gone. She's in They're the not sack. afraid to take dogs, grandmas, or babies. Triple threat. Oh Triple my threat. gosh! Can't but just... no one complains about it. Everyone's like, "Yep, <laughs> later." Go along with it. It's just life. And I feel like if my baby flew out of a window on a weird elf hobbit thing, I'd be like, Woo! I'd be like, excuse me, where are the peppermint schnapps? <laughs> right? <laughs> You're right. Linda didn't, um, she didn't, she didn't even her. like notice. Yeah. She's like, oh my, well, they did leave her in the car in the Hummer as well. So <laughs> not even notice that he, she wasn't, she was missing. Poor Chrissy. That's her name. I know one thing I did miss um, <laughs> was when, before all this started happening, uh, Omi is talking in um, in German, and Max is not able to to um, to uh, to translate. And they're like, "What is she talking? What's she saying?" And then Aunt Dorothy's like, "We're fucked." Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Omi, they 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 turn to Omi, and she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Though Omi can speak English when she so chooses, would have yeah, been a lot easier if she was like, "Hey guys, like before the lights go off, like let's do a quick goog, let's give Krampus a goog and figure out how to get away from him." Yeah, what's up with that? She just picks and chooses when she speaks English, and also like all everyone in the family can clearly fluently speak German, and no one's translating. Because what? at the I... beginning, he she talks to him mm-hmm. in German, and he speaks back. He speaks back in English. So maybe they wanted them dead. Interesting. <laughs> it's totally like Goonies um, when Mouth like just pretends whenever he wants to translate Spanish. Like sometimes he can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, Linda. Wait, no, the baby's no, no, no. The baby's still alive at this point, isn't she? Because doesn't Stevie take it? No, the baby gets taken by an elf. Baby's gone. Okay. He, so, she went right out the window. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was at this point or, or Stevie has the baby at this point as well. All right. So um, they go to the snowplow. Linda goes down first, then followed by um, Sarah, Tony Collette's character, and then Tom. They all get taken into the snow. Um, the same one that was trying to take Howard, 
This mm-hmm. time they don't have anything to to protect themselves with, so they get taken away, leaving only Stevie and Max. But they get attacked by elves again, and um, they take Damn out um, Stevie out the window. Max is able to fight one into the snow, who is taken away from that same creature. What do you think the creature is? Because like I have a few oh, theories, but I don't. I could. I don't know what it like. Is it the Jack in the Box underneath, or is it Krampus? I, well, you know, it might be the Jack in the Box. Is it looks like a worm? So yeah. I was thinking more yeah. of a sand, sand uh, what is it called? Uh, from Beetlejuice? Like a sandworm. Yeah, is that called a yes. sandworm? From Beetlejuice? Yeah, sandworm. Yeah. Austrian myth called a tatzel worm. Um, oh, really? So I didn't know maybe if it was a reference to that since Krampus lives in like the, Alp, like, the Alps. Uh, so what is that? But we never see it. A tatzel worm is like a dragon snake cat that can grow oh. up to 16 feet long and is seen by French people all the time, apparently. That's because oh. they're always drunk on wine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the Alps. And it's the altitude. Oh. Um, but it's just like, but it has like, if you touch its skin, it's poisonous and it bites you. So, but we never see it. So it could just be like an untold thing. But I, I just couldn't tell if it was supposed to be Krampus. But I don't think he goes under the ground until he's like ready to descend into hell. I felt like it had to be one of his minions. Mm-hmm. And even though like this is an American-made movie, I feel like it has to be that uh, Austrian legend you just said because of like how heavily tied Krampus is to that region. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Makes now we're, we're reaching the ending already. Uh, Max pretty much has is fed up with everything that's going on. He heads back, and Krampus shows up in front of him and drops a gift for him. And it's the bell that that Omi had, or the same type of bell that Omi had, wrapped in his in his um, letter, which pretty much, I mean, that that's pretty much saying is this is your fault. Um, it's the bit of, and, biggest middle finger to give to a little kid. Exactly. Um, <laughs> here you go. Here you, you go. You caused all this. <laughs> um. So, Max. Uh, for a point, he kind of just sits there and like, oh, okay. But then he decides to go after Krampus, finds um, the elves putting Stevie in his sleigh and yells at him, pretty much telling him to stop. And um, at this point, he's pretty much saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I missed up Christmas. I'm sorry that I that I did that. I just want my family back. And he's crying, and Krampus comes up to him, and it looks like he's about to like take pity on him. But then he takes a tear from his face and then laughs at him. Oh, which is, I think, even that's the double middle finger there. <laughs> oh, we never want anyone to laugh at you in a horror movie. It means you're literally about to die. Yeah, yeah. Which then we see him pick get picked up by his head. Ugh. At this point, the the ground has opened up. You can see the pits of hell there, um, and he gets dropped in. But, <gasps> but. We wake up next morning. Mac wakes up in his room. Uh, Christmas morning, and everyone's there, happy and getting along. And it looks like it's the dream twist all along. It was just a dream. Um, which there? What do you guys think of this part of the movie here? <laughs> the dreamer. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think when when you guys first saw this? The, uh, were you kind of like, oh, I knew it, or were you like, oh, I better not end like this? Uh, yeah, I'm like it better not end like this. They put, they did all that work. <laughs> And then it's just going to be this. But I was like, well, I guess that's like how Christmas movies, like it is kind of like a a trope, a trite. Yeah. It's like a trite ending. So it's like expected and typical. So it almost would have kind of brought back the idea of like the Christmas movie that we saw in the beginning, 
Because right. like most Christmas movies have a happy ending. Like a Hallmark movie. Yeah. <laughs> with, with budget. Yeah. With budget. So, like, I didn't like it personally, but I hey. got it. Hey, there are some great actors on those Hallmark movies. <laughs> yeah. Princess <laughs> Meghan Markle. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and there's a total homage to like all the Home Alones when like the whole movie is just a mess, but then he always wakes up the next morning with like back with his family, all yeah. lovey-dovey. Yeah. A bunch of griffs. Yeah. And then they are starting like they're all laughing and being joyful and actually getting along. They are full of beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then Max gets his present, he opens it, and it's the Krampus Bell. <laughs> And everybody starts looking, and as everybody looks at the Krampus Bell, they kind of like start getting like flashbacks of to what happened that night, and they just kind of they kind of just have give a look of despair and dread. But then um, Santa's coming to t- uh, to town, plays, and the camera zooms out, and we show that they are now in a snow globe and one of many of Krampus's in Krampus's layers, <laughs> and that's the true true ending, which I think was the better ending. Uh, I loved it. I, I I really like when a horror film is not afraid to show us that there is not a happy ending. Um, yeah. Unlike uh, unlike a lot of um, other movies where there's always a happy ending, life is not always happy ending. So. Although I do think you can read it as a happy ending if you think of it like Krampus maybe isn't that bad. Maybe he just has to do St. Nicholas's dirty work. And all of the snow globes are just him watching people and making sure that he's going to have to come check on them and kill them again. So it's like, it's kind of nice for him. It's kind of like, if you've seen Walking Dead, like all of like the heads of the governor, like looking at them, they're kind of macabre, but they represent something to him. I feel like Greg is Krampus. I'm Krampus. Oh, with all my plates? (laughs) You have have more plates than Krampus has snow globes. I I feel like they're like Krampus TV. Like that's his HBO. Yeah, yeah. What's going on in this on this globe today? Yeah. Like, do I need to like step in next Christmas? Like, is that how he's been tracking Omi? I thought it'd been cool if we had like seen older ones too, because like all the oh. ones we saw looked pretty modern. Mm-hmm. So if we pulled back, I thought that was like the one detail that in Krampus's mask, because the creature design was so good, but they didn't make his mouth move. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and that's one thing I also want to talk about is the creature design of not only the of what we talked about, but of Krampus. He's so creepy. Mm-hmm. So um, good. And it's like if I feel like he is that his face or is that like a, a person's skin on him? Oh, I didn't it think looked, about oh, that. It like was a, a skin child's suit. face. Yeah, like a skin suit. You know, like Leatherface. It's Leatherface. Yeah, Leatherface turned into Krampus. Oh, maybe that's why his mouth doesn't move. Yep, because his jaws like really unhinged. Ooh. Yeah, like it's totally like his like he has like lockjaw. <laughs> he can't close his mouth, and I was really annoyed because I think he looks so not to be like weird, but like it's such an attractive like such a uh, it draws your eye so much his profile like how he's like humped over and like very wide and his has a small head, but it kind of almost looks like a dinosaur or a bug mm-hmm. in some ways, which like makes us afraid of him. Mm-hmm. But then he cu- turns around and his mouth is always like, huh? <laughs> yeah. And this kind of leads into like how he's, uh, Krampus has been portrayed in other movies. And I was looking at other versions of him. Like there was one where he's like, you know, 20 feet tall and has like eight pack. But like, this was like far better. Um, yeah. Portrayal, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Definitely creepy. Had a good creepy factor. 
Um, I had heard somewhere that they might be making a either a sequel or a prequel, but I wasn't sure if because there's so many Krampus films right now that mm-hmm. I don't even know if that is um, a sequel or just another a sequel to another movie well, that, that's come out. It's called The Grinch. It's coming out. Uh, this year. Uh, it's, it's animated. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you'll be really scared by the animation test. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's made just for you. No. I didn't like that Grinch. I liked the live action one. I thought that was, that was me fun. Too. Me too. Wow, there are a lot of Krampus movies. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of them. If you if you actually if you have Amazon Prime, there's a whole bunch of them there just on Prime. See, like my Christmas horror movies are like Black Christmas, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yes. I'm not used to Krampus. Where'd he come from? Yeah, he, he he's exploded in the last couple of years. Um, I've seen another one. What's called American? No, no, not American. Christmas Horror Story. Um, <laughs> American Horror Story. You know, Christmas Horror Story. Oh, a Christmas Horror Story. That one just Christmas popped Horror up. Story. Yeah, um, William Shatner's in it. What? Yeah, he. It, it's a. It's so bad, but it's really great. Um, the twist at the end. Oh, I can't even. I won't even tell you. I, I need you all to watch it. Okay, uh, I might tell, actually let me, add it to my list. Yeah, and tell me what y'all think. Um, it's really corny, really bad, but it's so bad it's good kind of thing. Um, it, it might even be so bad it's bad that it's good. Um, like the Gary Busey gingerbread movie. There you go. Because <laughs> at some point you watch it and you're like, who, who, who did this? So many people are involved in making a movie, even like a low-budget one. Who was like, yep, mm-hmm, good idea. Yeah, that's going to make money. Um. Yeah. One thing. One thing I will tell you is get ready for an epic um, fight of Santa and Krampus, like Mortal Kombat style. <laughs> well, that's another thing. This this movie surprised me because when I sat down, I thought it was going to have a lot of blood. Uh, there's no. I mean, no. all there is is that cut leg. There's. Uh. It's. It is PG thirteen. Oh. And I was um reading about it and. People were saying that there's some parts where, like, it seems cropped weirdly, mm-hmm. and like not not normally what you would do for for what some of these frames. And what they were saying is that it probably got cropped to cut out blood, cut out gore, um, right. so that it can stay within the PG-13. Oh, because it probably had too much gore. Because yeah, because I was talking to someone telling them about what I was doing with you guys tonight, and she was like, "Isn't that a Christmas slasher movie?" And I was like, "No." It's not a slasher. It's kind of like Freddy came to Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. No one got their head chopped off. (laughs) That's like you, for a good slasher, someone either has to get their arm chopped off, their Achilles tendon severed, or their head chopped off. Or their arm. Or all three. Or all three. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think right now with movies, like after Deadpool, we're seeing a lot of like movies trying to push like the R envelope. Mm -hmm. I really appreciated. I don't know if I show this to like little kids, obviously, but I appreciate that they stayed at PG 13. So you could, it had that like twist of a Christmas movie, but like tame enough where it didn't go over the top. Yeah. And and also that it's actually, it's more of a, like a dark comedy horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it mixes, it mixes the comedy enough. It gives you enough comedy, but it doesn't overdo it. Um, 
it might well it might it might be more than than what you normally want in a horror movie but it mm-hmm. isn't it isn't like overdo it too, at least for me um then some people were complaining about the comedy in halloween and i feel like no it was just perfect yeah it's just a good amount you, yeah you need a little bit of that comedy to kind of um get you out of just seeing this all these horrible things that are happening well and also um, i think it's just acknowledging and maybe that's like what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast is like the human aspect like just like in it like kids are funny it families are yeah. funny so like mm-hmm. to have a horror movie set around christmas it's bereft of humor almost would make it less believable right and like the funniest part about movies like christmas vacation is when Chevy Chase explodes, right? Like the humanity <laughs> in that. And the cat. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. The cat too. <laughs> so, um, so that's uh, so like American Horror Story. American, I keep calling it American Horror Story. Christmas Horror Story and the episode of uh, American Dad of Krampus. I, this was something that I would recommend. That's our the homework. other Krampus movies. Yeah, it's your homework. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my recommendations for this for this episode. Um, and. I haven't seen any other Krampus movies. I'm sure I will because I have a lot of free ones now on Amazon Prime. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess we can talk about. We've already talked about how much we like this movie, but uh, anything else you want to add? Um, how much you enjoyed, or what you would change if you had a, had ability to change something? Ooh, the only thing I would change besides his mouth because I don't find his mouth that egregious, but. I wish the last three kills weren't as fast as they were. I think they ran out of time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like they all get sucked down. And I almost wish like if two of them went that way, I'd be okay with it. And then one of them got like a more dramatic death. I just felt like, especially like Adam Scott's character and the mom, like usually when you see horror, par- horror movies interact with like kids and parents, you mm-hmm. have more of a moment and it just felt so fast that, like it seeing him, like seeing Max reach out for his mom or something like, yeah. Yeah. Or, something like that, yeah. or his dad. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think, I think just, I think they ran out of the, their time and um, they were probably like, we can't have this running longer than yeah an hour and 30 minutes or hour 40 minutes. Interesting thing is that the director, Michael Doherty, he actually directed Trick or Treat. Yay! Uh, which is a really, really good movie if you haven't seen it. Um, he also did he direct this one? He was a writer for Urban Legends Bloody Mary, which is like the third part yeah. three of Urban Legends. And I believe they're supposed to make a Trick or Treat 2, but I don't they know. They are. And guess what? He's directing and he's written, I guess he's re- already directed Godzilla King of Monsters. Ooh. Which, if you have not seen the, the new trailer, no, I haven't seen it. It is epic. I wanted to watch it all day at work today and I couldn't get it to play on my damn phone. I'm sitting there like just like dying. Like it kept coming up in my feed and I'm like, why won't you play? I'm in a, I'm in a weird place and it won't play. Stupid work. Oh, another uh, thing I, I missed about Daughtry published a tie-in to Krampus titled Krampus Shadow of St. Nicholas. And it features three stories which expand on the mythology of Krampus. Oh, that's cool. Mm. I need to go look for that now. Yeah, I have something like that, like a graphic novel that extends the current Mad Max world. Mm. Oh, nice. (laughs) So, yes, um, I think all of us will say recommend this movie. Uh, I know there's people who do not like it, but um, this one's not for you, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I loved it. And and the fact that it was PG-13 and still gave me like a genuine like 
freak out moment like once or twice like made me jump i think that's like pretty admirable yes yes it's hard it's for me it's hard to go into a pg-13 knowing that it's pg-13 um and be like oh this is gonna be awesome but the fact that they were able to do that it just makes this even better because they were exactly. able to do, do something that uh, make me like something that i normally don't like and i would say Kind of going back to what Tess said, I really liked the movie more than it ended with Krampus looking at all the snow globes. I think I would definitely not have liked it um, as much if it had just ended with them like all happy mm-hmm. um, yeah. around the table. Agreed. So let's hope for a sequel soon. Yes. Um, Especially with Adam Scott, even though he's dead. Like maybe he is Krampus now. Oh, oh. <laughs> and you see his like half torn off face in the mask. Once again, oh. watch the watch the, uh, the the American Dad episode. Okay, I will. <laughs> you're oh, gonna no. be so you're gonna be so happy. Okay, it's a cartoon, so like I'll have to like you oh, know, no. have my baby Cthulhu <laughs> teddy bear next to me, but I should be able to make I'll, it through. I'll uh, I'll even tell you what season and all that is. I'll, I'll oh yeah, you. yeah. That's so you don't have good. to sit through every single episode looking for it. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, Perfect. Let me ask you, I haven't done this, um, but is there anything you guys uh, would recommend for our listeners to view or to view next? Does it have to be Christmas themed? No, no. Any, any horror, uh, either read or, or uh, watch. Okay. So read kill Creek. So K I L L Creek is the best horror movie or horror book that I've read this year. And I've read, way too many horror books. (laughs) Um, And I just watched a really great movie. If you have shutter last night called you might be the killer, which is the funniest take on a slasher movie I've seen since pretty much scream and scream isn't even like that funny, but this is like a true comedy and it's so fun and it has like a great little mythos and a great like side character. Who's kind of like, the know-it-all when it comes to horror. So I think people who like this podcast would love that because the people that like this podcast would be that person. And Tess, if you know any indie writers or anything like that, um, we would love to talk to them about their work. So Totally, I'll keep it. Or, or directors, any indie directors. Yeah, and uh, one place you might want to post is in our Astonishing Artists group. Um, so you can feel free to like promo that kind of stuff in there. I don't run ooh, it. So I, didn't know I won't that. yell at you. <laughs> I don't get the bad hammer. No. Bad hammer. How about you, Greg? Have you read anything lately? Um, let's see. Uh, I've read a lot of stuff, but uh, I, I, I'm, I, I'm jumping back into an old classic, the uh, novelization of April Fool's Day. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. What? I know. We went to an estate sale last weekend and uh, just like scoping out the shelf, and it was like, boom, yank. Yes, this is going <laughs> novelization of the original or novelization yeah. of the remake. Yeah, of the original. So okay. it, 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 you crack that book open and it smells like old, delicious 1980s. Oh, paper. I love that smell. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's what I'm reading right now. Um, and uh, uh, watched uh, late to the game. Uh, so, like, you know, you can get your Krampus reads and, and smack me. Uh, but Sabrina on Netflix. Yes. Uh, so good. Yes. Yes. Oh, I, I was uh, I was gonna say that one as well. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh sorry. Sorry. Well, we could both talk about it. It is so good. And if you haven't watched Castle Rock, go watch Castle Rock. Do it. Um, oh, I wanna do wanna um, do some promo here for some people who are gonna be coming on the show um in the next couple a couple of weeks, a couple months. Um we're gonna be reviewing 
Clocks Watch 2, Daughters of the Black Moon by Michael Reyes. We just uh, re- um, reviewed that book, was it a couple months ago? Yep. Now now the, the second one's going to come out. So it's, in pre- it's available for pre-order already. I'll leave the, dis- the description on the on the, uh, the notes. And um, we're also going to be having Ambrose Stoker back. Um, he's the author of Old Hollow. We talked to him a couple months ago as well. And he's got a new book called The Death Shoot. And the uh, it's an old, this is, this is the tag here, an old injustice, vengeful, vengeful spirits, and a sister reckon, uh, sister, sinister reckoning. <laughs> sister reckoning. Sister yeah. reckoning? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll be having him back on uh, shortly to talk about this. So um, you guys could find those. I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll leave the, the, the notes in the description. Um, well, what the heck I said, the, opposite, the description of the notes. And uh, you guys can find that and uh, you guys can uh, help support th- those um, great authors. All right, guys, I want to go ahead and thank you very much. Tess, thank you once again for coming on and thank talking about Krampus. The thank door is open for you um, if you want to come <laughs> back to see, um, to, I guess, I think we originally wanted to do a reanimator. Yeah. Um, so yes. we'll, we'll do reanimator um, some other time, but and you're more than welcome to come in or anything that has to do with um, HP Lovecraft. Yes. Thank you very much for having me. I had so much fun guys. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and leave it there. And uh, thank you, Greg. Thank you, David. And once again, thank you, Tess. See you guys. All right, bye. It's your turn to be afraid. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt Podcast.